So about nine years ago, I booked one of the first high paying jobs that I ever had as a freelance videographer to shoot and edit an hour long workout DVD for elderly people. The fitness instructor offered me $800 to make this project come to life. And I said, yes, I couldn't believe someone was paying me $800 to make a video. I was hyped, but goddamn, did I get myself into some shit? Because as I reflect on that job, I realized how unprofessional I was. I was so green and cared more about making creative content with my friends that freelance work was more of like a secondary job for me. It just was something there to help pay the bills. Here we have a fitness instructor who is just about to invest her hard-earned money into me to deliver a product to her, and I completely slept on it. I made so many mistakes on that project, like my lack of communication. As I was preparing this, I was digging through my old emails from the shoot, and I found them, and they're cringe as hell to read. But check out this email I got from the client. Hello, I sent you an email with the contracts a few weeks ago, and again, another email last week, including the location, time, and date for this shoot. I have not heard back from you at all, and I'm getting pretty concerned as the date quickly approaches. Please let me know if you can still do this shoot. See what I'm talking about? That's how poor my communication was. I wasn't even responding to the emails that had the contracts in there that were protecting me to get paid. Above all other mistakes I made, the main thing that I will always remember is how I promised to deliver her the DVDs by a specific date. And I ended up delivering those several months later. Like several months, not days, months. I missed that deadline so hard and it didn't seem like such a big deal to me at the time, but to them, this project was everything. And here I was just taking my sweet ass time, jumping in, editing it whenever I made time for it. The project was the last thing in my mind when it should have been my top priority. As time went on and I continued to grow and book new gigs as a freelancer, I realized how incredibly unprofessional I was on that job. And I understood that if I ever wanted to be respected as a freelance creator, I would never overpromise and underdeliver ever again. So with that being said, let's get into it. And welcome back to another morning roast edition of the Black with No Cream podcast, where we deep dive into creative topics with the goal of giving you a daily dose of motivation and inspiration. You are now listening to the number one podcast for content creators on earth, discussing the ins and outs of freelancing, filmmaking, photography, business, and more. And now your hosts, coming to you live from the Black with No Cream headquarters in Los Angeles, off their fourth cup of coffee, Ben Haggerty and David Malave. Happy Monday morning, people. Are you drinking coffee when you're listening to me talk? <laughs> <laughs> Get that caffeine flowing, you heard? Yeah, you putting cream in there? We don't like that. Yo, I, I just want to shout out everybody that's part of the newsletter and the text community because we, uh, you know, we've been sending out weekly text messages for the last couple months, um, sending out like weekly motivation, lessons that we're getting from the podcast. We started doing that with the newsletter and a lot of people have been reading them, which has been really dope. So hopefully those have been helpful in, in creating awareness on the show. Maybe you're listening to this episode right now because you got the newsletter. Maybe I text you and maybe you text me back and that's cool. And we had a conversation. I like that shit. Uh, if you haven't, you should text us. Where, where do we put? It's in the show notes, right? In the show notes. And you can, you can get into the newsletter there. Every Monday morning, you're going to get you know, some, some dope tips from Ben about what we learned in the past week and all that stuff. So definitely check that out. And any other events and, and contests and stuff we do. Um, another thing on the agenda today on today's black window cream news, surfing is tight. Dave and I love it. (laughs) Surfing is tight. (laughs) We've been trying to go every Wednesday morning and started rolling with the squad in Venice. Um, and I dog, I'm obsessed. Like I for real feel like it makes me feel, uh, like it resets the week midweek. 
in a way. Yeah, no, definitely. Ocean is definitely meditative. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It. Uh, we're on the quest to become real shredder. So stay, stay tuned for that. Shout for out sure. to Kelly Slater. Yo, another thing is, is that we've been busy as hell. So days been, you've been on set like fucking all week, right? Yeah, I've, I've definitely been working. He's been sleep. He's been working more than sleeping. Uh, same here. Been working on a music video and another thing that I shot. But um, it's been a good week. And I think that uh, this episode is going to be cool because, I mean, the story earlier that I told in the intro is some real shit. Reading those emails, bro. Oh, that's crazy, bro. I was showing Dave some of the emails because I was like, as I was coming up with it, I'm like, damn, I wonder if I have anything. And when we started digging into it, I'm seeing these responses. And the way I talked to my client back then was so fucking cringe, bro. Like, I was so new and I also just didn't care. Like to me, making music and making videos was so important at the time. And I just like didn't value it. And then that made me really want to talk about this on the podcast today. So that's why, you know, that's why we're here. Honestly, it makes you think too. It's like if young Ben and I had the Black on the Cream podcast listened to back then to teach, to teach him how to talk For to real. clients, he might've been a little more with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If I heard someone else that... Anyway, thanks for being here. <laughs> Yo, so today's topic, why you should never overpromise and underdeliver, right? Mm-hmm. And so basically there's two things we want you always to consider when you're talking with clients, and that is setting realistic expectations and over-communicating. Those are two key things that we're going to talk about just all throughout this episode. And if you can always keep the, those in the back of your mind when you're dealing with clients, you're going to be setting yourself up to success for sure. I think, I think like... So going back to the example from the top, like one of my biggest problems right out the gate was in the negotiation stage. Like this person's hitting me up for a job, right? And they want to work with me on that specific project and they have all these needs and they want to know if I can meet them. And all I saw was $800. And I was like, yep, whatever you got, I got it. Like, okay, well, we need the DVD done, you know, two weeks after we've shot. I've never made a DVD in my life. I have no idea how to build chapter menus and shit and like burn DVDs and stuff like, you know what I mean? Like I didn't do that shit. And, but I just like, yeah, yeah, I'll figure it out, whatever. And I got into this weird groove, um, of just accepting everything out top without totally thinking of it all the way through. And by the time the job was done, it took me months. I spent so much time editing randomly. And then if you really broke down like the hourly wage at that point, like it's like pennies on the dollar, like there's like no money to be made after it was all said and done. It took me like nine months, nine months to do the fucking Wow. Job, You know what I mean? So like, yeah. to me, it's like, if I would have had understood that, and then also how disappointing it was for the client, because they asked for something to be delivered by a certain point, and I didn't come through. And I think that you're setting yourself up to a, like, lose that person as a client forever. B, now they're going to tarnish your name. You know what I mean? And I've had it where people haven't come through for me on certain things. And, it, and it's bummed me out. Make people people like, does you, you say yes to certain things and you don't come through or you, you deliver four days after you said you would and all these things. And that really pisses you off. I can't imagine waiting for your fitness DVD nine months later that you paid for. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I think, I think there's, you know, when you're trying to land a job, especially you're always being, you want you want to tell them, yo, I'm gonna get this done by, mo- I'm gonna get this done by tomorrow. Like once you set the expectations for the client, it's over. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I was talking before, uh, off camera to Ben about like a music video example, right? Like if you're so writing a treatment for a video and you know, you, you see the budget, it's your job to write the treatment within the budget for it to make sense. And you start saying like, yo, okay, so we're going to have the rapper. He's going to be on a car. He's going to be flying through space. We're going to have him light on fire, all this different stuff. And you're telling the client like, I can do that. Right. And they accept that video and they say, all right, the treatment's awarded to you. And you realize, oh, I don't have any money to hire VFX artists. I actually don't know how to make someone turn on fire. 
oh, this is actually going to, I said it was going to be done by Wednesday, but it's actually going to take me two weeks because I didn't realize that there's all these things I have to do. Right. And those expectations are so key. And it's like the moment that you're going to set yourself up for success or failure. Let, let me talk about this too. Cause I feel like all these projects take more time than initially intend to. Right. And once you accept that fact and understand that you should always be building that in to when you're accepting a job, right? So for example, for your DVD thing, it's like, you're telling them, yeah, I'll get this done in two weeks. In your case, it was, you know, just ineptitude of just being like, fuck it, right? But once they know it's two weeks, like if you are just trying to impress them, but it's actually take you longer, you're fucked. And you like, once you accept that job, it's like your responsibility to deliver on that timeline. You know what I mean? Right. So I think one tip that I've always thought about is, for me, example, for me, it's editing, but you know, I could think I'm gonna get an edit done by Thursday night, but I'm always at least trying to tell the client I'll get it to you by Saturday morning. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm always trying to build that in because I'm giving myself that buffer of things that might happen that I don't foresee. Oh, you know what? For example, like you've worked on a project where you realize, oh, I, all of this is not, not synced. Mm -hmm. Like I can't, all the audio is messed up. I don't, I don't, it's going to take me two days just to set up the project. But you told them you're going to get the edit done in two days. Right. Now you're two days behind, right? right? And I think like, if you can build that buffer time in of understanding that every job is going to have more things that pop up, there's going to be challenges, and especially as a freelancer, some other projects might might come in your in your way. And I think like in that beginning stage is it's not only setting yourself up to have a realistic amount of time to get everything done, but also communicating to the client of like what can you realistically deliver with the money that they're giving you. You know what I'm saying? The time that they're giving you and all those things. It's like really consider those things. Well, and to go off that, it's like there's ways to deal with that too, right? So obviously, you want to try to predict in advance the best of your ability. And then sometimes you can't, right? Like you've, you've overstepped and you, you bit off more than you could chew or whatever. And you get in those tight situations. And for example, what Dave was just talking about, like there's a project that a music video I'm doing, some stuff's messed up with the audio, whatever. Cool. That delayed me. The other thing that happened was on Monday, I woke up. So I'm supposed to have an edit session with the director on Monday and I'm sick. I woke up sick. I was like, Oh my God, I feel terrible. Like, Hey, obviously everything could be coronavirus. So I'm like, yo, we shouldn't work together today. Um, and I went and got fucking tested. I'm negative, by the way. People, shout out to the boy. <laughs> Wang. Oh, that's not the, I thought that was the DJ horn. <laughs> that's just <Wang>. Dave. <laughs> if, you, if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, that's a trigger I'm on our, on our uh, board anyway. I Wang. love that sound. Um, so, cool. So I got sick, right? So although I was sick and couldn't make the edit session, I, I literally drug my sick ass to the office to go pick up the hard drives, to bring it back to the house, to try to download and get all the media organized, all the things I was planning on doing in the morning anyway, I still did it, right? Like I didn't just be like, oh, I'm sick and I, I, sh I deserve a sick day. I don't, I don't work for like a, a normal nine to five on salary. Like there's not paid leave and shit like that. Like that person's expecting me to work. Although we cannot work together that day, I'm still making sure I get headway on what I was supposed to accomplish with or without that person instead of just taking it off and pushing it off. And I think a lot of people will, um, come up with their excuses or realize that they're like in too deep and kind of just bail on it in a way where they like, ah, they're already gonna be pissed at me. Like, do I really need to stay up all night tonight to get it done? Do I really need to work through the day while I'm sick? You know what I mean? Shit like that. Like, yeah. And, and I feel like also, uh, you're always afraid to like let the client down. It's always that, that thing of like, oh, I don't want to tell them it's going to take me two more days because right. something happened and I had to, I didn't work it today, but I was supposed to. And I didn't tell them that. You know what I mean? You're afraid to let them down. So you're just like, oh, I just won't tell them. I'll just figure it out. And then it turns into that director is hitting you up Tuesday. Hey, did you get done with what I said? And you're like, actually, no, I, I didn't. Oh, dude, reading my emails when the people, the people were asking me about that workout DVD, it was like, hey, Ben, haven't heard from you in a while. I'm like, hey, sorry. Dude, literally, I told this client, hey, sorry, I started a new business and I've been really busy. 
they're probably like, I don't give a fuck. You're making money while you still owe me for the thing I paid you for. Right. Like, could you imagine how fucking aggravating this? The excuses and shit that people will give when they're when they're occupied or, or couldn't get something delivered is is unacceptable. And right. that's why, to me, it's so important. But also to go back to your point before, sorry, is when you're talking about um, negotiating creative upfront, to it, it's never accurate, right? And the reason why, how many doc? I've done so many documentaries at this point. And every single doc, we think that, oh shit, we said that this last one was only going to take us four months and it ended up taking us, taking us two years. Oh, all right, cool. We're going to do another, let's budget out for six months of work. And it takes nine or 10. You know what I mean? Like right. every time we've done a doc, every time towards the end of it, I'm sitting there going like, if you really break down my rate that I took for this whole project, it's literally probably like 20 cents an hour. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, it's bullshit because you have to, I end up eating that, but I don't get to that point and start being like, Hey, uh, well, we ran out of time and we couldn't get it done as as fast as we said. So you need to give us no more money. No, I had to eat the cost. I had to literally break my down my rate so far that it didn't even make sense right. to be there anymore. Because once you that, that's the thing, and that's why I guess this, that's the whole point of this set realist expectations from the jump is once you accept the job and you say I'm accept like for this amount of money I'm going to deliver this like that's it. You know what I mean? Like it's up to you to not only make that rate work for what you need to accomplish, but also get it done at that time. Yeah, and I think like. Like once you accept it, it's over. So make sure you're doing that at that point. Now let's move into a, a different discussion because you, you have a story from uh, something that we deal with uh, recently about the communication part of this. Yes. And this shit got me fired up because, and shout out to the boy, no bad blood, obviously in this situation, but we hired someone to help us build a website, right? For Black Window Cream for the whole rollout of the thing. And we put it out there like, yo, look, we have this project. We want to get it done by this specific date and we need it, you know, done because we're launching the podcast and, and this is part of the announcement. Like we're coming back and we want to make sure we have this section on the podcast where people can look through the archive and search by terms and all these things. And the homie was down, super down, ready to go. We locked in a rate, happy to pay him and everything. Sent, I even sent the money like in advance and, uh, started working on it and it was like, cool. And it was like slow communication, which kind of th- like bummed me out. Cause I like when people are like really fast at responding and so on and so forth, but I'm like, whatever, dude's getting it done. And, uh, then it'd be like, Hey, when can we see first draft draft one will be, I don't know. I don't remember the actual days, but let's just say Thursday, you'll be able to see draft one. All right. Thursday comes around. Hey, I'm, I'm checking in. Hey, what time today can I see it? Oh, it should be done tonight. All right, cool. Tonight rolls around. Hey, are you ready to send it over? Still tweaking something. Let me get back to you. And then the next day comes along. Then all of a sudden there's ghosting. I don't even hear from this person anymore. And the days go on and on. There's like how many days passed? Like four days passed where we hadn't yeah. heard from the homie. And I'm like texting him. I'm, I'm DMing him. I'm messaging him on whatever social platforms I have and just getting no response. And he's ghost on all the other platforms and stuff. And I'm just like, damn, like what's going on? Like maybe a homie got sick. Maybe something happened, whatever. And, uh, and it turns out dude went to help protest at one of the events, uh, for black lives matter, I think. And finally I saw him tweet some shit. Like I saw him that he was tweeting. I'm texting this person and calling this person. I'm literally telling him like, Hey, if you can't do this anymore, please let us know. We need to find someone else. Like I really need you to come through. And, uh, and, and I see him tweet what ignoring my text, but tweeting. And I'm like, bro, like you're, I see you on the internet. Like you're right. talking about ESPN and shit or something like, yo, call me back. Like I respond to him on Twitter and finally he hit me up like, yo, I dropped the ball. I ended up going to this thing. It came up. It was really important for me to be here. I'm sorry. This was definitely unprofessional. Cause I had already told him that it was being unprofessional by not responding to me. And he's like, here, I'm going to give you your money back. So shout out to him for giving the money back and, and owning up to it. But the fact was, is that me having spent an extra four days trying to chase him 
whether the shout out to going for the cause. I'm all about that shit. That as soon as you, as soon as that happened, uh, it was in Kenosha. I'm like, go, go. That shit's amazing. But you have to tell your client, like I would never just dip in. Like if I'm working with Beyonce or someone and I have to go to this thing, I'm never going to just dip and like leave my clients empty handed. You know what I mean? Like I'm never going to yeah. tell EA sports like, Hey, sorry, I had to go out to protest and they would understand. But if I told them right out the gate, like, Hey, can I have an extra six days on the delivery? Or do I need to hire someone else because I'm not able to do this anymore? That's what I was looking for. And I didn't get that shit. And that it not only what, I mean, you can talk on what it costs us, right? Like outside of money, like we had to go hire someone else. But yeah, I think you, and the whole point that I think of from that story is the idea of like, there's more people depending on you than you think. Right. And I think it's super important for you as a creator to put yourself in your client's shoes. Right. And all you're thinking about is, oh, as long as I give this person it, then I'm good. But you're, what you're not realizing is the person that you're, that hired you has people that they're reporting to. There's processes and there's different deadlines that are dependent on you being done with what you're supposed to do. Right. And every time you're, you're not communicating, you're not uh, being forthcoming about what's going on, you're affecting like way more than you even imagine. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And for that example, it's like, cool, something came up and you can't get us the website in time, which to you is like, oh, let's get a couple of days late, but you don't know that uh, we'll have three people on standby that are ready to fill out uh, all the posts. We have, uh, we need it to be completed so we can start creating graphics for the website. If we don't have the website done before the podcast is, then we can't release a podcast on time. You know what I'm saying? We can't keep doing all this stuff. And I think like all those things are things that, if you're not thinking of as a creator, you're not understanding the true weight that comes with like the commitment that you make. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that, that that's a great point because if you're looking at it from the, I think what's the point of telling this story is that rarely do creatives purchase from creatives. Like I, I know there's like random things you buy a fucking LUT pack and some shit, whatever. But we normally are buying like digital assets, products, we're buying computers, we're buying cameras, we're buying whatever it is that we need, our tools that we need. And we're never rarely buying services unless we hire out for productions and we're hiring out freelancers or whatnot. So the idea is that you need to put yourself in the shoes of the person that's buying from you. Like if you're getting hired to, you know, do graphic design on logos for a new restaurant or a, a new coffee shop or something, if that company hires you to do the graphic design for them and you don't consider that they have a grand opening, you know what I mean? And, and you don't consider that the grand opening needs print materials created well in advance and shirts and the cups and the designs on the walls and all these logos and that they're really relying on it. And the, the longer you stall and you, hey, sorry, can I have one more day, one more day? It does seem like people are forgiving and allowing it, but you could be ruining that whole brand's experience of their launch, right? So it's so important for you to make promises that you can keep. And I think we don't think of it that way. And I think the importance of this is like, take yourself, put yourself in the shoes of the people that are paying you to do services and understand how it's re- the repercussions are there. In this instance for the website, we ended up having to find someone mad last minute. They had to work their ass off around the clock and they did us a favor to try to get everything as, as done as possible on the site with the limited amount of our, uh, days left that we had. Uh, I had to work. There was like, we take Sundays off, right? I had plans for Sundays. I, now I got Lauren. She could be pissed at me for not being on my computer. And I'm now looking on WordPress and seeing what, giving notes and shit. And like, if we would, if we would have done the schedule and the reason why we paid someone in the first place was to make sure that it was solved, I wouldn't have to deal with those stresses. And we wouldn't have to tell everyone that was on standby and took the night off to, to help us with the site to, you know what I mean? They missed out on t- things that they could have done. Like right. we wasted people's time and shit. And that that's a reflection of us now to other people. And they may not know where that stems from. So you make us look bad by doing that. You know what right. I mean? Like, And I feel like if we're, if we're trying to figure out like what's the tip from this, it's, and let's go back to what we said earlier. It's 
over communication. It's super, super key. And I think the thing is, is like the client should never be the one that's asking you for the updates. Like if the client is asking you for the updates, you're failing, right? Because you're making them have the effort to figure out when the product that they're paying you for is getting delivered. And I think that this reminds me, we had this, we had this whole discussion earlier about how this relates to literally the same thing as buying an Amazon package, Mm -hmm. right? Like you buy an Amazon package and the Amazon tells you it's going to be there Thursday and you're buying that because it's going to tell you, because it's telling you that it's going to get there Thursday. Like, I don't know how many times I haven't bought something that I want because it tells me it's going to be two weeks. And I'm like, right. oh, I don't want it then. Right. You know what I mean? And I think you're expecting that same type of communication from Amazon, from FedEx, from UPS of like, okay, uh, you know, the the package has been received. The package is in transit. It just got to, to freaking San Diego. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be delivered by the end of the day on Thursday. And you're making all your expectations for that package to be delivered. And it's the same type of thing with clients. It's you have to over communicate the more it's updates and more forthcoming and more communication you're giving to the client. They're going to have so much of a better experience. They're going to trust you and they're going to be able to adjust on the fly, their timelines, right? Because things do come up. You may have to take longer, but if you tell them that on Monday, when it's due Friday, they have Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to f- accommodate you. And they're going to be so much more, uh, appreciative of that than if you tell them Thursday night that you're not getting it to them Friday when they have a meeting at noon where they're supposed to present your video, your photo, your whatever to their people. You know what right. I mean? I, the most annoying shit in the world is when I have to reach out to people that I hired, paid money to do a service and I'm the one asking for updates, right? Like there's no reason why you have to be, why the client should be pinging you and saying, hey, I was just wondering, you know, you said the edit was coming on Monday. It's now fucking two weeks from then still haven't heard from you, heard from you like what's going on and there's nothing more aggravating than that so by setting yourself up and make it part of your process make it part of your process to add in notifications to your clients like hey just letting you know i've started editing the graphic designs are looking amazing um i think by thursday i'll be able to give you design work blah 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 blah. i mean trixie shout out to trixie she's been making all of our thumbnails for our YouTube channel stuff. And every time we have her making certain mocks or, or even ca- campaigns for, you know, social and, and for sponsored posts and stuff, it's like, Hey, cool. Here's here. We have a discussion. What I want. Sweet. All right, cool. Yo, I'll hit you on Tuesday with something Tuesday. She'll hit me and be like, Hey, don't have all of it, but check out what I do have right now. And I even just seeing a glimpse of it, I'm like, Oh, that's dope. And I can give you some feedback and I right. can give you some new direction. You know what I mean? Like that's the, no, the it's, best su- it's super key. And I, I think like, you know, even with notes, let's take it into video for a second for notes, right? Like how valuable it is. And I think there's, there's something about these mini deadlines within the deadline that can make a client's experience so much better. For example, they give you notes, you send your first cut, they give you notes back, right? And you could just be like, cool, we'll get these done. And the client's like, in their head, they're, they're probably nice and not say anything, but they're probably like, when though? Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? Like, like, when are you going to get it done? And that might be fine. You might turn it around. But if you tell them, all right, awesome, I'll get these turned around to you by tomorrow at noon. Uh, that client can now put that, like they have that deadline to hang on and be like, okay, cool. He, that person's working and I'm going to get it by this date, which means I can plan my life around that time. You know what I mean? Like imagine if you and me are hanging out and you're like, Dave, you want to hang out? You want to go surfing? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll meet you tomorrow. And you're like, when? And I'm like, whenever. How are you going to plan? Yeah, you're, you you know. have to plan your whole day. Oh, Dave might hit me up in the morning. It's like all these things are relatable to like everything. Like how would you want to be treated? Sounds cliche as hell, but how do you want to be treated as, as a client no, and try to provide that experience? I think it's so key because, and we'll keep doing relations because it's kind of funny, but like restaurants, right? Restaurants, you go to restaurants when they have five-star reviews. How do restaurants get five-star reviews? They, when people go there and not only do they have, they have great service, 
They have great, like they, their food comes out on time. The food tastes good. You know what I'm saying? And they leave and they want to leave a review of that place, right? You, we as, as creators are like businesses, right? We are the restaurant. So clients work with us. How do they, how are they going to have a five-star experience working with us? It's because not only are we going to deliver awesome creative product, you know what I'm saying? But it's going to be on time. We're going to communicate. They're going to know what to expect from us. We're going to be respectful. You know what I'm saying? All these things are ways that you're going to impress these people and impressing them not only makes them want to hire you again, it makes them want to recommend you to other people. And, you know, I think when going back to your, to your intro example, right? I think for you in that moment, that job wasn't your priority because it was just to you a check, right? Right. But to that company, it was like, this is our business. We need these designs. We need these DVDs or whatever, you know? And I think you have to think that way about like, once you engage in a business engagement with someone, like you owe them, you owe them. And I think you're, you should, you should value the, the, the weight of your words. And that's goes back to why it's so important to set realistic expectations, right? Like if you say you're going to get it done by a certain time, you want to like live up to that time. And that means that you want to live up to your word. And so if you're not going to meet by then, then make sure you're setting the expectation of something that you can meet because the most important thing out of anything I think is even if you're late, right? You want to be someone that they trust in the sense of like, I can count on this person, right? you know? Yeah. And also if you have to do whatever it takes at that point to get the job done, if you realize you bit off more than you can chew, you need to hire someone else. Like even me being frustrated on the website thing, it was like, yo, if you knew that you were into something, right? Like super passionate, whatever you're taking this on. Hell yeah. If you realize it was going to be an issue with not you not being able to meet your delivery anymore, then A, tell me, B, maybe suggest people that you know on hand that would be willing to take it over that you believe are, you know, compatible and able to do the job or whatever, recommend someone or C, get someone to do it for you. Just be like, yo, I need you to help me out with the project. I'll pay you. I'll give you half what I'm making. Can you help me make sure this happens? Like, I know you don't even live here, so you're not doing what I'm doing. So can you please do that? And I think that that's a massive move that you can make to keep the client happy or get yourself closer to hitting that deadline as soon as you realize that you fucked up and you said like, yes, way too early. Even though last week we talked about saying yes till you can say no. It's like, you said yes, you said yes, but you said yes to something you're not capable of doing. And there's a huge difference in in those two things. But I also want to talk about this. When when we do jobs, y'all, we out here freelancing uh, and you go and get, you know, your invoice made up and you're fucking stoked because you get to send that off. You say, hey, client, here's my invoice. Now you're waiting. And you say, you know, on the invoice says net 15 or whatever you want to say. Hey, it's been 15 days. I was just wondering where my money's at. Hey guys, I haven't heard from you a little bit. It's been 20 days. I was just wondering where my money's at. And you have to ask those questions. You now know how aggravating it is that the payment took way longer than you expected or it took them, it seems so ridiculous. Why don't you Why don't you just write me a check? What's taking so long? Put me in touch with your finance team, et cetera. You don't like that feeling. You love it when the check comes right away. My favorite thing about hiring anybody, Dave can test this, anytime I hire my homies to help me with some shit, I write the check immediately before I've been paid by the client. Like I get paid and I pay my friends. I literally will pay people well in advance. There's some jobs I pay like eight months out still. I haven't been paid for certain jobs that I'm still waiting for it, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? Like the reason why of how it's been staged and so on and so forth. I want to make sure that people are paid. So when you feel that and you feel the joy of getting your check right away, you feel confident, you're no longer worried um, that your money might not come or whatever. That's the same feeling these people get when you're offering them to do a service and you just don't come through and, and, and they feel aggravated and they hate it and they wish that they could just have it. And I think that by implementing some of the things that we're talking about is going to help solve that. Yeah, exactly. So when it comes down to like, what's the, what's the main point that we want you to leave with this? It's 
if you are taking like what we're talking about to account, if you're setting realistic expectations, if you're over communicating, if you're putting yourself in the, in the, the client's shoes, right, you are going to create great relationships and you're going to, you know, land more jobs from it. You're going to, you know, create a good name for yourself and a reputation for yourself as a business, right? If you don't, it's going to cost you money and it's going to cost you jobs and it's going to spread. Like, I, like people, clients will tell other clients, the, like people that you work with will know, like they're going to remember the taste in their mouth figuratively of, of working with you, you know? And I think like, be thinking of that. Dude, I, I don't know how it happened, but I got hired again by that that fitness person from the intro story. <laughs> I As I was reading the emails, I was like, oh shit, I forgot I did two jobs with them. And it's crazy because it came back and I don't know why, maybe I was the cheapest, $800 is cheap for all that work that I did. And maybe they're like, this is awesome. Uh, but they did come back and the second time around, they were very like, there was like a, a rate that I would have paid. I, I saw it was like $50 every day that I went over the delivery date. Like they included that in the contract. And I was like, oh shit. And I know I probably fucking murdered that one that time. But like having having understood that, it's like, luckily they didn't ruin my name. They probably don't even remember me, but the fact that they were, they still came back was, was awesome. And I think the way I ended it and tried to like talk to them and stay communicative with them and, and really apologize. I think I apologize in person was so key. But I think that when you go against the grain and you choose to like not care and all of a sudden people are looking at you and they're, they're pissed because, you know, they spent money on your product and your product was trash. What are they going to do? going to spread that shit like wildfire. Like if I'm pissed, if someone's not doing something, and I paid for it. I'm mad, bro. If 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 Nike every time you bought shoes said it was coming on Friday and it came Wednesday the next week, you're gonna stop ordering. You're gonna like go find. You know, you're not gonna order from your home. You're gonna go find the store, right? <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> or you're not gonna fuck with them if you're gonna go to Adidas. And you know what I mean? And like look at you, you buy the shoes there. And if they came on time, you're like, hell yeah, Adidas always delivers. Nike doesn't. I'm just making this shit up. I don't know Nike's delivery time. Right. But uh, but you know what I mean. You get the idea. It's like you don't want people to put that connotation on your name and your brand and your business, especially if you grow as a creative, if you try to become a company and you try to hire people. And then if you just put out shit work or you, you are always late, people are always going to expect that to you. Like, I'm not going to go back, like shout out to the dude. And he, he apologized super hard for it. Yeah, and stuff. And it, was and a, it was an unusual situation <clears throat> it for was. sure. But he, he ended it with this. He said, he ended it with saying like, I hope hopefully like, I'm sure that this just probably ruined the chance of us working together. I'm like, for sure. It did. Like, I would never go back to you again after this because of the way it was handled. Whether you were new or it was just a hiccup for you, like, that's enough. Like, I'm too busy right now to deal with shit like that. So I wouldn't go back to this. Not only is that a bummer, it's the bummer that I was going to, I wanted to, I need to hire someone for my website. So if the website ended up looking dope and dude did it the way he said he was going to do it, cool, I'm going to pay you for my personal site. You know what I mean? Like that's right, too bad. And that goes back to the last week. There's more, there's more jobs behind that job, you know? Yeah. And so if you're, like, especially if it's your first time working with the client, you got to knock that shit out of the park. You right. know what I'm saying? Like execute and be, you know, the best version of yourself in terms of how the experience that you're giving, right? Because the door, the doors that that might open past that are going to provide for you. And once that, like, if you, if you know what I'm saying, if you fumble the bag right off, right off top, like it's over, right? It's not necessarily over, but you know, like I'm saying, not everything is live or die. You know what I'm saying? If you're late and you live deliver two days late, most clients probably will be fine. They're, they're probably not going to hate on you. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, a lot of people are nice and, and everyone understands, but you're, you should, that should never be, you should never be leaning on the fact that, oh, it'll be fine. You yeah, know what I'm you, saying? Like put precedence on that thing. You, you just know? have to know that there's other shit going on behind the scenes and you don't know what pot you're stirring. You know what I mean? So you just need to be part of the motion and make sure that you're fucking 
hitting your deliveries, keeping those clients happy. That's going to increase your rate. That's going to increase the amount of jobs you get because if those people are chirping about how dope you are, you will be winning. It's a fact. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. Well, thanks for listening to today's Morning Roast, y'all. We back. We back. Big shout out to everyone that's been leaving reviews for us on Apple Podcasts, for real. Um, we want to shout out our Black Widow Cream listener, Faith BF. That's, I don't know. That's What's up, name. Faith? Um, she left a review saying, hearing people's stories is the best way to learn how to navigate life as a creator. Would 100% recommend this show to creatives. She, that was like para- paraphrasing what she said, but she said a bunch of dope shit. So shout out to you. You should DM us on Instagram because we want to send you a free Black Widow Cream hoodie and our free How to Charge a Client Guide. Because uh, we appreciate you. And anyone else who's listening, do us a favor, drop us a review um, on Apple Podcast page. We're trying to get to five Hondo. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, we really appreciate that. I've got I got a couple messages. Um, and like a, a good homie sent me, like a homie that I met one time sent me the, the nicest message ever about the podcast and how it's impacted him. And yeah, he, he asked, he asked like if there's anything he could do. And I was like, yo, bro, if you could just leave a review, I know. that would help us a ton. And he was like, I'm on it. And I think, yo, so if you listen to this and you enjoyed it, like just take those five, five minutes to help us out a ton. I appreciate that. Um, if you're, uh, you know, if you're looking for the weekly motivation, you heard us talking about the top, we're doing the texting every single week, we're talking to everybody. If you want to just say what's up or just give us an idea for a podcast episode, feel free to do that. The number for that is in the show notes, bwnc.com slash 211. Um, you can also join the newsletter. You should do that because they're going to be, they're both different. We send out different things every week. So, all right, enjoy the work week, keep creating, and we'll see you next week. 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 week.